Hi and welcome to our podcast, The Voice of 5G, here from Ericsson's headquarters in Sista in the webcast studio. We have Paul Cowling and Janina Hedberg. And welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, everyone. And today we have a special guest. Janina, let us what is it we're going to talk about today? So we were Apart from 5G. Of course, everything is about 5G, Paul. Uh, remember last week we wanted to talk about uh, 5G rollout. Well, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are very, very busy with uh, revving up. Rolling out 5G. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and revving up for Mobile Congress. So we did not really get the people that we wanted for that one. And instead, we got WEF special this time. Yeah, so, in case you've not noticed, it's the World Economic Forum this week. And we thought, as 5G is on the agenda, and they're talking about it, that maybe we should talk about them as well. Yes. It's a big thing happening at the moment. Uh, every world leader seems to be in uh, Davos. And, so and, and just, to, just to be clear, Davos is in Switzerland. Yes. And that's Switzerland and not, not Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, so, folks, Switzerland, Switzerland and not, not Sweden. Sweden. So they are in the middle of Europe and we are the, in the north of Europe, uh, far, far away. Uh, but there are all the big shots in uh, politics, uh, uh, economics and also sustainability that they're talking yeah, about. Lots a lot. of discussion about mm-hmm. the environment. Yes. And uh, and of course, uh, it is the World Economic Forum, so there's quite a lot of discussion about the world and about economics. Yes. <laughs> Not to forget, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those little things. Those little things. Uh, yes. that we are having an interview with uh, Ericsson's CTO, that's uh, Chief Technology Officer, if you're not into the uh, global uh, lingo of global, <laughs> multinational global companies. corporate lingo. Erik Udden, straight from Davos, and we managed to get him online. We also have uh, uh, Annette Lundvall to update us on the Mobilitport World Economic Edition that they are uh, handing out there. Which we've, uh, yeah, so we, we have a, we've, we've published a special edition of the Ericsson Mobility Report, uh, you know, to targeted to support the discussions which will be taking place in, in the world, uh, at the World Economic Forum and Ericsson's participation at, at the event. Um, and uh, of course, Ericsson's participation at the event is, is uh, exactly what we're going to be talking to Eric about. So, uh, did you get any emails, Paul? I think you got an email, Janina. <laughs> Tell us about your email. <laughs> I got an email from uh, your colleagues, one could say. One of my colleagues. Or, yeah, one of my clients, you could yeah, say. Yeah, That's, one well, of your clients. Always nice to, nice to hear. Uh, asking for, uh, sorry, should we say your name? Marta? Marta, yeah. Uh, Hi, Marta. <laughs> she, she asked us to update uh, uh, everyone on... Uh, 5G and IoT, and that's what we're going to talk about next week. So we're already 
Uh, One step ahead. Yeah, we've yeah. penned it in. We have a really good guest. Uh, oh, do we have someone? Do we have someone online? Oh, yes. Yes, hello, this is hello. Erica. Hello, hi, hello, Eric. Eric. So with us online, we have uh, Erik Ekudan, who is the CTO of Ericsson. And he is in Davos at the World Economic Forum right now. Hi, Eric. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So, so pleased to have you with us. Uh, uh, my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so we are dying to know what's happening down there. Uh, what, what are you doing and what are we doing in Davos? Yes, we've had a few days now uh, already gone through some of the big themes here in the World Economic Forum. And uh, although many things have to do with the uh, global economy, the geopolitical situation and what's now becoming known as globalization 4.0, there is also a lot of discussions around the underpinning technologies for this society in the future. AI being a big one. IoT, yeah. of course, also how you can use technologies like blockchain, uh, but perhaps more than that about the underpinning digital infrastructure and 5G. So 5G is really at the core of much of the dialogue down here. Wow, that sounds very, very interesting for our podcast. And yeah, uh, I think it's a good timing for us. And I think everyone is excited about uh, great progress that we made in the industry, both in terms of um, 5G products, how we can upgrade today's systems from 4G to 5G in a smooth way, but perhaps more than ever or more than anything, the fact that we're now launching commercial 5G systems end of 2018 and now during 2019 in a number of countries. There's okay. great news, I think, for all these industry leaders that are just waiting to get access to an even higher performance network platform with security built in, with end-to-end -end capabilities that we, we haven't had so far. Yeah. And, and, and what is about 5G as a technology that makes it so interesting for, for uh, national governments and uh, uh, economies around the world? I think it's a combination of the fact that uh, technology is ready at a time when most of these industries are going through a digitalization journey anyway. And we are providing technology that has the cost advantage, global scale, global standards, it has the performance in terms of bit rate and low latency that they come to expect uh, when they are digitalizing their processes. So it's a good match between the technology that we're providing and, and again, the, the readiness and the cost advantage of having a global global system. They are, in many cases, used to having self-built bespoke systems, which are not cost efficient and in some cases does not meet the performance and quality standards that, that they've come to expect. So so I think it's a number of things that are, are happening at the same time now. Cool. So, so that's this concept that 5G can be like one infrastructure, but it can serve very many different needs for different industries and different groups of users. I think that's uh, the advantage that we can bring to the table, that uh, it's a shared infrastructure, as you say. It can be used by multiple business and use cases, one and the same infrastructure. But in some cases, we're also showing that it's a flexible way of deploying it. So we can deploy with the global um, deployments in mind. We can deploy regionally or even locally if there are needs for having special and dedicated service in, uh, for example, factories or campuses and, and for events. So, so it's a combination of the, the broad use of the technology as well as meeting their specific needs. Mm. And, and that's what we talk about when we talk about Industry 4.0. The Industry 4.0 as part of this whole digitalization of industries 
is is really at the center of that. But I think that may have a more of a flavor of the the heavy industries, the manufacturing, and, and a few others. I think we're meeting here with industry leaders from any sector, from retail to transportation to facility management, mm-hmm. basically any sector that's now going through this digitalization journey. And okay. they are excited yeah. when they, they see that they can actually use this to digitalize and, and connect uh, their businesses. Okay, so you can see uh, people from across different areas all uh, getting interested in, in what 5G can bring. That's very much our message, and I think it's well received. I think uh, some industries are are leading; they are ahead. Uh, but you see the interest from across all these sectors. You're right. Mm. Cool, cool. Uh, one thing that uh, is talked a lot about at the World Economic Forum uh, this year, I think, is sustainability. It's a hot topic. Uh, and so, do you have anything? Uh, uh, is is five G gonna? Um, boost or have an impact on on the sustainability issues? We think so, and I think uh, the studies that we have uh, done, and I think uh, this is also outside of of Verizon, our our company, that the the fact that we are using uh, connectivity, mobility on a broad base is actually foundation for reducing energy consumption in many other sectors. And I think uh, in that sense, it's a big part of reaching the sustainability goals, uh, lowering the uh, carbon uh, footprint and and over time get to uh, a positive situation by using of the latest technology. So we are very much seeing the possibilities with 5G, but this is also um, the basics of of connectivity. So the 4G LTE systems that we have today can be used much more and, uh, and then 5G in many use cases will will be the uh, the boost to the capabilities. And, and that's also caused the benefits from, from communication in terms of in terms of the environment. Being able to do things like this. Talk talk to <laughs> talk somebody to talk to somebody, create a podcast with somebody who's in who's in a different country without needing to travel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think it, uh, there are use cases in, in all areas where reducing traveling and, and uh, reducing waste. Much of what we are doing with uh, our connectivity platforms, our network platform is to provide the foundation so that the applications on top can use one and the same infrastructure. But what they are really uh, aimed at is, is reducing waste, is to take out all the efficiencies, resource utilization, traveling, as you made as an example. And all of these areas amounts to a big part of this energy saving and therefore carbon footprint saving. Yeah. So we have uh, multiple roles to play in in the uh, in in the economy going forward. Um, there's there's one more question on my list, and um, I, I know that uh, whilst you've been there, you've been talking about uh, something you talked about national CTOs. Uh, but uh, I was interested if you could comment then on on from where we are now, what what's really needed to switch on five G on a global basis. Yeah, I think these these are. Um Related, but they, they are a little bit different topics. I think um, the technology, and in many countries, the readiness to switch on 5G is there. Um, it's an upgrade of 4G into 5G. You need spectrum, which is available in the leading markets. You need a regulatory regime that promotes this kind of investments, and that's also available in the, the, the leading countries. Uh, but what I'm pointing out uh, when it comes to readiness of government is that we're using 5G 
not only for consumers. They will enjoy the lower latency and the higher bandwidth and the lower cost per gigabyte and all those things that we've come to enjoy in, in every generation. But we are moving to this enterprise space where I would say governments in general are relatively ill-prepared to see the advantage of promoting the latest technology. Mm-hmm. And therefore, there could be lack of in- investment incentives. There could be uh, lack of regulatory clarity in terms of how to use things like network slicing, which is a shared infrastructure. And all those things, they, they come back um, as important aspects to use this beyond consumers. Mm-hmm. So what I'm um, pointing out is that this is an infrastructure uh, that has to be built out, globally available. Every country, every region needs to have access to this. This is about build out initially with coverage. Um, and you also need to be able to make use of this very capable uh, platform with performance, security, end-to-end, and so forth. So one way to do that is to have more uh, awareness and competence and drive from within the government. And having a national CTO is one such way. There are countries that have taken steps like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have a CTO or a CDO, or in some cases a combination of a CIO, CTO, CDO. Uh, and, and those leading countries, I think they are showing the way in terms of how to maximize uh, benefits of a platform, although, of course, deployed on commercial terms. So you have the service providers deploying it, but mm. you have uh, uh, a political and, and regulatory agenda that is making full use of it. And I've yeah. seen a good response from uh, a few of the uh, prime ministers and presidents that I met down here uh-huh. about the going in this direction. And I think uh, having the dialogue is, is the first first step. Mm-hmm. That sounds really, really, really interesting. And uh, I think uh, for everyone out there uh, who wants to know more about this, uh, they can also read your latest blog that I understand is on this topic. Yes, you're right. There is a, a small piece about it. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, I guess as, as a dialogue, it, I mean, it's not uh, the World Economic Forum is is one place where we we meet with leaders, but it's uh, it's something we actually engage with on a a week by week, month by month, year by year basis. Uh, and, uh, and we do that, of course, at all levels. So yeah. this this doesn't have to to happen only at the very very top. This is for regulators. This is for uh, ministers in, in governments, whether they are responsible for innovation or they are responsible for infrastructure or. or maybe even finance, they are, uh, I think, the stakeholders that would uh, benefit from an intense dialogue. Yeah, and uh, and of course, we're going to be continuing in that dialogue when we get to Mobile World Congress in just a few weeks' time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one more question. Uh, what, what was the most exciting or fun or uh, interesting things that, that you've seen so far at uh, or, or been part of so far at the uh, World Economic Forum? Well, this is an event that uh, combines um, the regulatory or the political side with the industry, uh, the, the future of, of industries, and, and of course consumer aspects. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, I wouldn't point to any any particular event. I'm just very encouraged by the fact that this dialogue is now intensifying, taking consumers' concern in from the very start, which is something that. Uh, especially as, as we are building systems, is, is really important. And uh, having, again, this open dialogue to find solutions early on uh, is, to me, the most encouraging part. Yeah. Great. Uh, 
Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us in this podcast and talking to us. We know we have a super busy schedule and we're so happy we got a few minutes with you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Well, that was great. Fantastic to be able to get Eric on the line, live yeah. from uh, live from the World Economic Forum. Yeah, feels almost like we're there. Almost like almost. we're there. Mm-hmm. Except we probably have it colder. Actually, that's <laughs> not true. I was I, I have it on good authority that they had minus 18 degrees Ooh. this morning in there. So that uh, uh, you might think it's all fun and games, but it's pretty chilly over there at yeah. the moment. Eric or Eric? You can say Eric. Eric Ekudden, our CTO. We've just been live on the phone with Eric from, yeah. uh, from uh, Davos, from In our uh, World Economic Forum, on the and, podcast. And then we were thinking, well, perhaps we should also bring up uh, something about the the new Mobility Report edition, the well, the the World Economic Forum edition of uh, Ericsson Mobility Report. But we yeah. realized that we haven't read it. sorry sorry yeah so we thought who who can we speak to that knows all about the mobility report well if we start off with just asking you why why are we doing a world economic forum special edition of mobility report because we were asked to. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so, uh, so you were contacted by our um, yes. marketing team to, to do yes. this. Mm? Yes, we were. We were. Mm. Uh, I think it, you know, it was finding suitable material. Mm. Uh, I don't really know if the request uh, originally came from the forum. Yeah, uh, but it's part of the what's being handed out at mobile work it's it's part of what's being handed out and from what i have seen in our social channels it's been used quite a lot as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm happy to see that Uh, and of course if if people are interested in getting hands of a a copy you can actually download it from ericsson's website but if we if we start from the beginning uh sanette you're uh, the product manager for for this uh, world economic forum edition of uh, uh Ericsson Mobility Report, it's a small update. What's in it? I mean, it's, uh, it has the same structure as the normal full report. So it has the forecast section, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's the same forecast period and actually the same forecast data as what's in the November report, since we okay. haven't had the, the update for Q4 yet. Aha, uh-huh. um, so, so it's, it's, it's not it's, updated data, yeah? The, the, the forecast part is not updated, the data is not updated, but we, we have adapted the text somewhat. I mean, we also selected, so it's not as much. We have selected what we think is mostly interesting uh, to this target audience, and we've also tried to make it uh, less uh, technically difficult. So we've exchanged some of the sort of technical abbreviations to make it more like common language type. Wow. Mm. So an easy to understand edition of it, it should be easier to understand if you're not sort of used to the terminology, the technical abbreviations, and so on. Uh-huh. So that's half, half of it. And then we have five articles this time. So it's more focused on the articles. Mm-hmm. The articles have also 
previously, four of them have previously been published in Ericsson Mobile's report, but in a little bit, so they've been updated with new data. Mm-hmm. We have also combined, for example, we have, uh, we have had two articles on smart manufacturing mm-hmm. in June and November, and now we have put the most sort of interesting parts of that, those two articles into one combined mm-hmm. article. And then we have also an introduction which, uh, um, on industry's uh, expectations for 5G, and that has not been published in the Ericsson Mobility Report before, but has, of course, been published in the business potential work that's been done for 5G. Yeah. And, of course, those are the, those are the themes, that, some of the themes that Ericsson, Eric was talking about to us. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the role of 5G and the enabling role that it can play going forward for industries. Yes, so the industries uh, for what is it called? Fourth, gen, uh, fourth industrial revolution, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, sort of one of the, the the main topics. So, yeah, we talk about the role of 5G, the role of IoT, and then yeah, the role for both those technologies for for the industries and and space, of course, spectrum as well. Oh, important to- topic for this target group. Mm? Yeah, and as we've already as we've already mentioned on the podcast. Uh, IoT or 5G and IoT is actually one of the topics which we're coming on to next week. Yeah, so more of a deep dive next week. But I was thinking, uh, like you said, Paul, uh, the the fourth generation fourth generation industry for industry revolution. <laughs> fourth industry revolution. I was talking with Janina in the in the coffee break. <coughs> we can't live without coffee breaks. Uh, about uh, Industry 4.0. And I was on a yeah, yeah. on a call with um, one of our uh, analyst contacts uh, talking about Industry 4.0, and they said, "What's that?" Hmm. Uh, and if you actually, we talk a lot about Industry 4.0, but it's yeah. primarily a European term uh, that talks about you know the the next wave of in, industrialization and digitalization of industries. Yeah, and a large part of that uh, is uh, connecting. Uh, equipment and c- connecting devices in the in, in the industries and uh, making things automated and uh, uh, machine intelligent. Yeah. So if we talk about Industry 4.0, uh, then that's what we're trying to talk about. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now we now you understand that. Now, um, Annette, uh, yes. I saw that we had 120 million new subscriptions in Q3. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and most of those were in Asia. Yes. Yeah. Do do you, uh, and is that subscriptions on four G or or where are those coming from? Are those are. I mean, it's a mixture, of course. I think uh, th- those are, those are all technologies. Okay. But four but four G is what's growing the most. Four G. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because yes. I was because I was saying to Janina. 120 million subscriptions, mostly in Asia, 100 million of those in Asia, more or less. Uh, that's uh, during one quarter. That's like one million new subscriptions every day. That's one million yeah. subscribers that, that need to get their SIM card. They need to be registered into, into the operator's network. Uh, and and um, most of those probably also take a new, uh, a new mobile phone or a new mm. device. That's a, a massive scale. Massive. That's a massive scale, and that's on top of the billions of subscriptions that already exist. Five mm. G subscriptions will grow very rapidly now as well. Mm. Mm. So exciting yeah. times ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
it's good for us that we have something exciting to write about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the next update of the mobility report is coming now in February, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, that's, we always do like a quarterly update. I mean, in addition to the two major uh, reports, we do publish the latest quarter as well. So the actual figures for Q4 will be published in um, 19th of February. Mm-hmm. But we don't update actual forecast. It's just the actual figures for Q4. Okay. So what, where did we actually end up at the end of last year? That can be interesting to have a look at as well. Good. Uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us, Annette. Okay. Thank you, Annette. <laughs> And uh, Paul, that was really exciting to have uh, both Erik Ekudden and Annette in this edition of the podcast. Uh, it was. And and uh, you know what? This is a first for us. Yeah. It's the first time we've uh, we've, we've done a live podcasting from uh, from an event somewhere else in the world. Yeah. And uh, so much fun to have uh, other people than us at last in the podcast. And uh, I think we are now trying to get that lined up for the next uh, five episodes. We have a lot of stuff planned. We, we've got a lot of stuff planned. We've got guests queuing, queuing up to come and talk to us. Yes. Uh, we, but we were, before we go on to talk about those, a very big thank you to Eric. And a very big thank you to Annette, who uh, both of them came in at fairly short notice to talk to us today. Yes. Uh, but uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, 5G IoT. Yeah. And further down the line, Janina, what have you got in the plans? We have uh, 5G and security. We have uh, Mobile World Congress, what's coming up there. And then, of course, we also have some, uh, what can we say, some news and other things that we really can't divulge some, already some now. Some topical topics. Yes. Uh, and... Then we are, of course, uh, looking forward to having the uh, the ed- episode that we're doing from Memorial Congress. Ah, yes, uh, we're going to be in Barcelona yeah, and talking and about all good things 5G. And hopefully touch some 5G phones if we're lucky. We'll see if we can get our hands on some 5G phones. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it in eye, Janina, just to see it doesn't disappear into a handbag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, might be something for our 5G and security <laughs> episode. So if you're if you're going to be at Barcelona and you're going to be showing off new 5G phones, chain it down when Janina comes yes. <laughs> And please invite us <laughs> to touch them. That's good. So that's it for this week. Uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Thank you, Janina. And see you next week. See you next week.